This is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts. David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Oh, yeah. March 16th. 2013, welcome everybody. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in New- Nashua, New Hampshire. And this week, from Miami Cigars, the ma- makers of the best Honduran cigar, Representative Jess Levine, the Cigar Queen, joins us today. And we find out why so many pretty ladies are getting into the man's world, the cigar world. Oh, the cigar I business. James Brown, it's a man's world, Brett. Yeah? I didn't think of it. Do you know why? Do you know why they're hiring all the pretty girls? Uh, because... Gentlemen like Steve, our employee over there, get tongue-tied. and That's it. That's what ends up happening. Buy whatever they tell them. Retailers reveal the most annoying things customers do, and we will chime in on them. Gentleman Chuck Morrison uh, will apologize for Mr. Jonathan as he puts in his foot in the mouth, as he does every time we have a lady on I the actually, show. I have a question that I'd like to ask Chuck about being a gentleman once I go through my pit, my little thing here. Okay, so welcome everybody to the Cigar Authority. Go ahead, do your thing. All right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week in Nashua, New Hampshire. The only radio show, we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We demand, we insist, we want you to smoke along with us. You can catch us on all seven radio stations currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Or you can always tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live. You can also catch the podcasts on demand at any time. Every six months or so, we throw a blog post up there as well. Yeah, you can always months, catch that. Every six and, months uh, or so. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on the Cigar Station twice on Sundays. Some new and guy picked us some up. Some new guy picked us up. Yeah, so I'll get Sonic. the information from him. He sent us an email. But we're, some internet radio station. Internet radio station. We're getting big on the internet. We are. The intranets. <laughs> Intranet. So when are we going to start admitting... Let's, just, let's have a cigar. ...that let's babies are ugly? <laughs> yeah, start That's with, my that question. is the craziest Facebook thing I ever saw. Were you looking for attention? Oh, oh, no, I'm not looking for attention. Babies are ugly. If that baby, that if any baby was an adult, nobody would want to so, go So what are you them. going with? You're trying to make enemies. Is that what you're, you're no, going with? I'm not with trying to make enemies. Baby. I'm just trying to say, listen, babies are not cute. They're actually ugly. They're so ugly... That you feel bad for them and you go, oh, no. he can't, he can't do anything about it. He can't help the fact that he's got six chins and his eyes are so wrinkled he can barely open them. No, I like the idea that babies are all chubby and, and fat and nice. And people <laughs> say that's cute. And, but as we get older, it's not that appealing anymore, apparently. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> this is my point. But it is when you're a baby. So I'm going to go with it anyway. I'm going to stay the way it is. Humo Jaguar is a cigar. This is a Honduran uh, Puro, I believe. Right? Honduran Puro. So uh, that means all Honduran 
Rapa, Filla, Binder, all Honduran. Lots of uh, Nicaraguan puros out there. You got Dominican puros people talk about, but not so much uh, discussion on a all Honduran puro. We're smoking it. Humo Jaguar, Jess Levine, the cigar queen, is going to come on. She'll tell us all about it and why it was the uh, cigar of the year or the cigar of the of the um, Honduran festival, the best cigar of the Honduran festival, and why. So we'll light it up, see what we think, uh, and in the meantime. Uh, Women are getting into the cigar business. We have uh, more than ever. I remember getting into the business in '85 when I got in. Uh, not one woman at all. I mean, it was uh, it was it was a man's world for sure. Well, and the only women that were in actually, they just looked like women. You, at night, they took their clothes off. They're really men. Yeah, was that what's going on? Just man's uh, manly women. <laughs> Hans- a handsome woman. No, they were cross dressers. Yeah. Okay. No, I think the only one I knew of was on um, with Cynthia Fuente. She was in early on, and she was the the daughter of Carlos Fuente. Yeah. And uh, uh, but she went around. She went around to the stores and things like that. Well, she was the only one. Uh, you're, saying, you're saying her name in present, t- present tense. Is she still? Uh, she's still around. She's yeah. back. Yeah, we interviewed her uh, last year on the. Um, we certainly did. Or two, two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago on the. Um, at the anniversary anniversary party, party yeah. we've got an anniversary coming She's, up. Uh, we do. We have our thirty anniversary. Imagine three years of this mess going on. It's still, it's still happening. Yeah. So that's coming at the end of the month, right? Yeah. Not next week. The following the week following after week, that, yeah. I believe yeah. that's correct. That will be the uh, freaking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> we have to drink some wine or do something. We'll come up with something. We should work on that uh, during the week. Okay. Okay. I'll add that to our list. Yeah. Did you know that women are more prone to Road rage? I hear that. I see that. There's a, uh, a new survey from Career Builder that reveals some interesting facts about commuters. For starters, uh, many folks text and drive while far more, especially women, yes, have a tendency to fly off the handle. Well, that's because maybe they got their makeup in their eye while they're uh, putting, adding the makeup on or, or checking themselves out in the mirror and things like that while they're driving. Yeah, they get, get a cup of coffee while texting. And If they're anything like my wife, you know, my wife was behind me one time and she was applying her makeup as she's driving behind me. We took two cars because I had to stay late. She was leaving early. Uh, I was DJing the event and she rear ends me. No, nice. No wow. real damage to the car. She gets out of the car and is throwing her makeup at my window, mad at me because how dare I stop when I knew she was putting makeup on while she was driving. I, I can't control the... So do they get, women get more accidents than men or just prone to the rage? Well, I think just, it's, they would get into more accidents because they're not as good a driver, but that's... <laughs> Apologies in advance to uh, Jess and all women uh, who, who just, may be listening just in trying advance. trying to get Jess riled up before she comes yeah. on. <laughs> so uh, 61% of women said actually said out loud that they experience road rage compared to 56% of men. So it's close. Any, anybody else would soft play before the women come on and then destroy the women while they're gone. You let them know in advance his, well, what's, what's about to happen. This is where, how I feel. This it's is what's not going. A, I'm not approaching this like war. I like Jess. Okay. She's welcome to come on anytime she wants. She's a real. She knows her cigars. She, man. she smokes holds them right, right down to the nub. She knows what's going on. She smokes them right. She lights them right. She cuts them right. She's been She's around. Not afraid to talk to people. No. Nope. Uh, young drivers are more prone to road rage than older drivers. Roughly sixty-eight percent of respondents between twenty-five and thirty-four, which I just recently had a birthday. Well, because the old guy's going to get 34. his butt kicked if he gets enraged with a younger person. Yeah, I'd like to see that happen. Yeah, bring it on, young guy. 
Well, forty-seven percent of those over fifty-five—that's Dave. Uh, I am not over fifty-five. I am not uh, over fifty-five. I am not over fifty-five. Did I mention that? How close? I'm a, at least a few years away from that. Would you fifty-four? Fifty-two. You're about to be fifty-three. You have a birthday, right, in May? Yes. Yeah, fifty-three. So you're almost fifty-five. <laughs> you're closer to fifty-five. I can't than drive zero. to fifty-five. <laughs> so that's all I got. I'm over the hill. So that's what you're saying. So uh, You're over. Yeah, I believe, uh, I, I don't know about road rage or something, but I'd say uh, women are, as I drive around, women are, are putting makeup on and on the cell phone. And you know, when I'm going through the drive-through, the line moved ahead, and they have not moved at all, and I'm still behind them. And I'm like, anytime you're ready, but we're only going to move to the next spot anyway, but I, it still enrages me. Right. Does it count road rage that I'm, I'm, I'm in rage at all times? So therefore, You are a, a high-strung individual. Does that count? I, I'm surprised that just from your, your engine revving constantly that you don't burn more calories naturally. So, he, George Pergilio. George Pergilio. Or could be Jorge. Jorge. Do you know who he is? No. He's the n- number 266. Anything? Number 266? No. A race car driver? <laughs> he is the new pope. We have a new pope. And uh, that's who he is, but that's not who he is anymore because well, he's uh, yeah. Pope Francis. Yeah. His name, Jorge, wasn't cool enough, so let's go with Francis. How does that work? Do you guys have any idea? Because I have no idea. Who picks it? Who does it? I don't, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the process. I think they pick their own pope name. They, you know, they the, who they feel they're most alike Who's as far they? as the saints go, the popes. The, the pope picks so his own they, name? they review all the saints, and they say, okay, I'm most like this Francis guy. He's the first Francis ever. Ah. No one's been cool enough to pick the name Francis before him. So do you think they call him Pope Franny? Remember in uh, another 80s movie, um, Don't Call Me Francis? What was that? Um, oh, man. Stripes? Yeah. Stripes. Yeah, fantastic movie. Yeah. He doesn't like when I end up doing it. But um, <laughs> they have a new pope, uh, but there is a reason why Mr. Jonathan was not elected pope. So I'm going to give you the ten reasons why Mr. Jonathan was not elected pope. Number ten. If the hat don't fit, you must acquit. Number nine. Even Jesus never insisted on Mr. Prefix before <laughs> Mr. Pope was already taken. Number eight, he's still waiting for a miracle. Number seven, being sainted and becoming Pope got him confused. <laughs> Number six, he sits when he pees. Oh, dig. Number five, number five reason Mr. Jonathan wasn't elected Pope, said that his first act as Pope would be to make Whoopi Goldberg choir director. Sister act. That wasn't sister act, by the way. Number four, he's been quoted as saying, do you know what it takes to be Pope? Brass balls. That's right. It does take that. It does take that. That's a true story. Another reason why he wasn't elected Pope. The number three reason why Mr. Jonathan was not elected Pope. Although he will dance with men, he looks terrible in a dress. That's actually a true story. I don't have the figure for it. 
Number two. In, in his last public appearance, he shook every baby and kissed every hand. You got it backwards. You're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, man. And the number one reason Mr. Jonathan was not elected pope, he is not even fluent in pig Latin. You're supposed to know Latin and he oh. doesn't know pig Latin. It's no good if you have to explain these things and now... <laughs> Whatever. He's done with that guy. Well, I, I like was, the Mr. Don't, you know, the Pope does not put Mr. before his name. I, yeah. I, was, uh, I was actually, I'm, I'm a little bothered by the fact that you, I heard you were coming up with a top ten list why I wasn't going to be elected Pope. Yes. And I thought about it. I don't even want the job. So I have ten reasons why I won't accept the job. Because in the church. How to, how to drag on a bad bit. In the church of Mr. Jonathan, white robes after Labor Day is a fashion sin. I was informed that I would not be able to uh, swing dance with the Cardinals. Yes, that, oh. that is frowned upon. Uh, for the record, Mr. Jonathan does not break dance on marble floors. Uh, uh, the Vatican would I only ride on 20-inch rims, so the Mobile is out of the question. <laughs> I actually do not know Latin, only gibberish, Wookiee, and English. Wookiee. Wookie. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Jonathan does not want to DJ the annual Altar Boy Dance Off. <laughs> <laughs> he does or does not? He does not. Oh, he does, does not. not. Uh, <laughs> he does not. I actually did try to make a, uh, a hip-hop mix out of the pipe organ, and it was not, uh, it was not received well. Letters and comments to Mr. Jonathan, <laughs> not to me. Mr. Jonathan smoked so many cigars that it comes out of his chimney, and that would send mixed signals. <laughs> nice. And uh, the number one reason why Mr. Jonathan will not accept the job of being Pope, even if it was offered, which it wasn't, let's face it, my head is way too big for that hat. Oh, it sure oh. is, Mr. Jonathan. Not the Pope. Thank God. Thank goodness. Thank Done with that God. guy. There it is. <laughs> so, uh, as you see, folks, uh, we got I have a top ten. But no, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> The, the, the ten reasons why we should never do this bit <laughs> yeah. again. So, uh, Humo Jaguar, you got any uh, tasting uh, things going on here? Well, when I first... I don't think I... we've ever smoked this on the show. Have we ever smoked this on the show? Well, we, we did. Yeah? Does this look familiar to you first at all, Chuck? In. When it first came in. The cigar? We smoked it at Seabrook. And are, yeah. we pro- are we pronouncing it correctly? Humo, H-U-M-O, Jaguar... J A and this is a red letter G. Yeah, why is U-T-R. it G-R? I don't know. Maybe we'll find those answers. And what is the little drawing on here? If you is that like a is that the Jaguar picture? It's hard to even explain uh, what that is. Looks like just a plume of smoke coming off the J. If you were to open up a box of Wheaties cereal with yeah. a picture of um, Did you have a sound effect here? It goes after the oh, after oh. the bit. So you open up the, the box of Wheaties, and it has to be the, the one with um, Larry Bird on, the, co- on the, bo- the cover. So it's an old box. It's an old box of Wheaties, still back Very steel, still, still fresh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you take just one large Wheatie, and you eat it. This is the flavor that you get. 
from the Humo Jaguar. flavor of the day with a Humo Jaguar. It's toasty. So you, what you're saying there is like toasted Frosted Flakes type of thing. It's toasty. It's no frosted anything. It's Not good. frosted. It's Wheaties. With so, Larry Bird, for crying Larry. out loud. Larry Bird. Larry Bird smoked a cigar I supplied. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> you see the pictures of Larry Bird and Red Auerbach smoking the cigars and stuff? They came from me. Did, did Larry smoke the same cigars as Red? He did because Red gave it to him. Yeah. And I gave it to Red because he said, come to this big event. You know, it'll be great. You're going to have a great time. But give me cigars for it. I gave him the cigars, and he never sent me the invitation. You know what you could do, and you, you could never do it, though, is you have an impressive list of customers. Yeah, you can't give that out. You can't. No. It's good stuff. Yeah. And they don't, a lot of them don't even want to be known as the cigar smokers. There's guys out there, famous people that smoke cigars all the time, and nobody knows I they don't smoke get that. cigars. They smoke in their house or whatever they do, but it's not like they go around yeah. or, or they're on the cover of Cigar Aficionado magazine or something. They don't do it. Uh, nor do they come to our events or anything. You know, they, uh, they come in, grab their stuff, and go. Jerry or, does. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Jerry from Ben & Jerry's. That he does. You think he's going to show up at this year's anniversary party? Boy, wouldn't that be nice. I'm pushing for a uh, white pepper milkshake flavor ice cream. That's what I want. You know what he did um, just a couple weeks ago? He went down to the folks from Padron, uh, George Padron, and he had a little uh, scooped ice cream for them and gave them all different flavors in their little uh, place there in Miami. And uh, I heard from him that uh, he did that, and uh, they had a great time, and they met each other at our anniversary party. Ah. He didn't come to our store and scoop ice cream, but then again, we're us and he's them. He loves the uh, Padron cigar. So, he does. Yeah. He, he does. loves cigars. I'm going to take a shot. It's March Madness still here at uh, the cigar shops all over the country. And this is a tightly rolled cigar, which is going to make a nice tight ash. You're going to have a long flying ash with this one. Right, so I think you're shooting premature, though. I'm going. This I'm is a premature shot right here. Oh, Fail. oh. a little short. A little short. But you didn't have enough bad. girth to Go ahead. be able to See carry what you got. That. You ready with this? See what you got. Asketball. Ooh, oh, a little nail. short, too. Short. <laughs> Asketball is... Maybe uh, the ash is lighter than what I thought. You, you let you, because maybe it's, a, it's the first time we shot with a all-Honduran cigar, the Humo Jaguar. All-Honduran cigar maybe needs a little longer ash to get, get the velocity to end up getting in. Asketball is shooting from a six-foot range for one point, eight, six feet. Six, six feet, feet to one. Into the stand-up ashtray. It's that simple. We did Asketball last week in uh, all three of our stores. You want to take uh, a two-point shot, you back up to eight feet. You want to take a three-point shot, which is never. No three-point shots have been logged in during practice or during a wow. competition. Didn't you hit it? Didn't you hit it? I was very close. You didn't Very hit close. No one's hit a three-pointer. Boy, you didn't hit no three-pointer. Did you hit a three-pointer? He says he did. It split it. Uh... <clears throat> Did I see it? It doesn't count, then. I'm the official commissioner. But should nobody complain unless Mr. Jonathan is actually with you while this is happening. Is that it? needs it? to be documented. Somebody, it's like the Guinness Freddy Book of World Records. Freddie saw it? Freddie right. signs enough. off on it, we'll say it. Uh, hey, Freddie, did Boyd get a three-point shot in basketball? Did Boyd hit a three-pointer in basketball? Why did this all of a sudden become a playground where we're checking people's stories out? Just he wasn't paying attention, <laughs> which is a lot of the things that happen around here. There's not a lot of paying attention going on. Like, there's a radio show going on right now, and we no one even knows. 
we, we got to bring some sanity to it. So why don't we take a break? Let's do it. And we come back. Uh, we'll bring in Jess Levine, the cigar queen. She'll join us. Um, Chuck Morrison will get Debonia with us. And uh, I'm actually going to get insane. Okay. We'll nice. figure out why pretty ladies are getting into the cigar business. So we're live here from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Edgar Dacamanti from Northeast Sales, and uh, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch... It was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid... a dwarf. Uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. John, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. 
everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks, interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Hello, this is Paul Joyo from Ocean State Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is a man's world. That's what you would think. Live here from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority with us, Jess Levine, the Cigar Queen Hello. from Miami Cigars. Hi, Jess. Hi, how you doing? Good, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. And right, we are... Where did you get the nickname, the Cigar Queen? I, I didn't dub it myself. I mean, you know. It rhymes. It's cool. I, it, it started because, and I'm going to be completely serious. All right. Just remember, we're on the radio. No swearing. No, I, I don't. Do I look like someone who swears? I'm kind of offended. <laughs> He's going to offend you, by the way, for the next 30 minutes. Just a heads up on that. Uh, it's very hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very hard to do. And plus, you better be careful because I'm going to take that little mini snowball that you give me. I'm going to roll it up in a big ball, and I'm going to throw it back, like, really hard. I'm in. All right. So I think it started just because I I understand flavor profiles so well that I just was able to recommend the perfect cigar, and very few people had a complaint. But if you ask my grandmother, it's because she's the queen, so Ah. I'm next in line. Oh, beautiful. It really started with that. It's a step up. Well, you have certainly been in the industry for a while. Um, I, I saw online that you roll cigars yourself. You're a cigar roller. You can do it. I have done it once or twice. It looked real pro. I mean, you looked like you really could do it. Yeah, it's, it's a fun little thing to do. I don't have the availability to do it anymore, but I learned from a guy who was a master roller in Cuba for 18 oh, years. All right. Just spent a lot of time with him, and, man, those Cubans are nuts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> So how do you go about learning that? Did you take a class with him, or was he just in the shop rolling all the time, and he let you sit he down and He was in the shop it? rolling all the time, and I spent about two hours with him every day for a couple months, and uh, practicing, and he Did had to a make ruler, a really small chabeta for me, because, you know, I couldn't handle the... What's a chabeta? The, the little chibeta. knife. Knife. Oh, the cutty thing. Yeah, the cutty thing. The cutty thing. It's a technical thing. You wouldn't understand. It's pretty cutty. <laughs> I first met you. You were doing the New England Cigar Expo. It yes. was a couple of years ago. Yes, that was pretty big. Ra- huge. 800 people. Oh, it was Raging success. At that time, you were working for Cigar Masters out in Rhode Island? Yep. That, that's where you live in? Yep. I live in Rhode Island, a little roadie girl, born and raised. And... Is that what started your career in the cigar business? Working yeah, cigar? I, that's what that's when I started. I actually I started as a cocktail waitress. Okay. And oh, I was terrible. I was so bad. All I wanted to do was smoke and drink, and I was serving drinks. You had a, a, you had a servant instead of smoke. So everybody else was smoking, and you. Yeah. And oh well, no, you act like I wasn't smoking. I got fired because it was just terrible. All I wanted to do was smoke cigars. So. 
that's how I got into cigars. I, I just I fell in love with the art behind it. Yeah. And the people. Well, if I had known the people, I, yeah, mean, yeah. I may not. Have yeah, right. No. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. You don't mind my saying <laughs> yours is bigger than mine. Do you prefer something with a little more girth? Uh, do you say that to most women? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> size does matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what yeah, my wife sh- says. You smoke a, lot, a, a big cigar. She's being generous. W- what are you smoking there? This is the Humo Jaguar All right, Gigante. just what we are. Okay, yes. so you just chose the bigger size for I you. like the Gigante in this because I like it gives you a really strong ash, and I like that it gives me a lot of smoke. I still get the same amount of flavor as you get with the Robusto. Maybe you get a little bit more of the strength and the pepper. Right now, I'm in the mood to smoke for an hour and a half. Because so. it's going to take that long. Yeah. Which size is that? The Gigante 6x60. Six 6x60. By 60. Six by 60. So she's smoking the big one. We're just smoking a regular Robusto, I believe. Yes. Is what we're smoking. This is uh, an all Honduran Puro we mentioned. Are we correct on that? Yeah, 100% Honduran. Yeah, and um, we said the name right. What, you, what about the cigar? What, what's the deal with it? So in 2011, the Honduran Cigar Festival, they kind of... Um, they allowed every manufacturer to create their own blend that would be called the Humo Jaguar, which was the name oh. of the cigar festival. Oh, so everybody created, tried to create the brand. Yes. Okay. Well, this was made, the, the blend was made by Nestor Placencia for Miami Cigar, and it was ding, 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 the winner. So, yes, perfect timing, <laughs> yeah. perfect timing. So this was the winner of the 2011 Honduran Cigar Festival. It's 100% Honduran with a Honduran Oscuro wrapper. So that's okay. where we get a little bit of that kind of cocoa yeah, yeah. that we're tasting. And it, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's the only 100% Honduran cigar in the Miami cigar portfolio. And it really stands out on its own. It's a brick and mortar only. Um, I mean, I know you guys do very well yeah, with it here. Yeah, so. this, is, this is the one for us. And... So that was 2011. In 2012, does they become a new Humo Jaguar? The, nope. It's, this is the only Humo Jaguar. There was never a, the a next second one? winner. No, that's nope, it. This trumped them all. So. This is it. So uh, if, you, if you like Honduran tobacco, Honduran tobacco, usually if something has Honduran tobacco in it, I can usually detect it because it has a little bite early on. You can taste the Honduran bite is what I call it, but that's not what happens here at all. Yet it's an all-Honduran cigar. I don't think I would have pulled that out. I would have said more Nicaraguan than Honduran, but uh, nice, nice uh, taste, but not overpowering by any means. How do you transition from being a, I guess you've sort of had a sordid career. You went from being a cocktail waitress, as you said, to being a cigar barista. Is that a way... No, barista. Cigar salesperson? Um, a cigar smoker. You went to a cigar I, smoker. Yes. But at some point, you ended up being in a cigar shop selling cigars. Yeah. And I, I was good at it. I loved it. And then you transitioned from that to being a rep. So what is the challenge going from selling to consumers to selling to someone like myself? Which got to be tough. I th- well, I think the only difference was that I had to get used to at the start, at least, not dealing directly with the consumer. And, you know, I got to see your reaction, and uh, obviously it's up to you to bring in the cigar. But then for me to come and do a day like today, then that's when I get to really interact with the consumer again and get it in people's hands that are the ones that really are going to be smoking it every day. So that was the one thing that I kind of had to get used to. But really, I'm not missing dealing with the consumers at all because I'm here right now today and I get to really interact with everybody. 
So it's kind of, I get everything. I get all yeah, the samples, get, and, yeah. <laughs> and I get to deal with the consumers. And, and you'll be in, it's a short time. How long have you been doing this now? With the End of Williamson? August. Okay, so, so relatively new. What's the reaction of you out there? Again, we, you know, we mentioned earlier that uh, the majority of people in all the years I've been in business, it's always a, a male salesman that comes club. in. Yeah. And uh, now we're starting to see the change. Um, you know, it, it, how do you feel that it, it, it's a better approach? They, they're more open to a woman? Yeah, I think most people are more open to it. You know, I'm, it's, I smoke. So yeah, I'm yeah. Not just, no, you're, you know, you're legitimate. You know, uh, there, yeah. there are other females in this business that I've never seen with a cigar. They, they don't even hold it properly. Right, and it's tougher to sell something that you don't really yeah, believe yeah. in or, or understand on your own. Um, you know, I'm sure there are certain people that kind of take a while to get used to it, but I feel like I fit right in. I mean, have you had any one of the guys. any objections as you walk in where someone's like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm not buying cigars I'm, from a I'm girl." All set. Yeah, uh, certain guys are kind of like, you know, they they think I have no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, like I tell you, I've never had a cigar before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then you know, okay. Not until last yeah, night, right? Not, that was my first <laughs> cigar. Uh, this is actually my first cigar right now. It's pretty good. So I think once I start talking and explaining a cigar and they smoke it and they realize that, oh, my God, this really is in my flavor profile, you know? She didn't just sell me some random thing. Then they trust it. But I'm, I'm comfortable and... Like Do you find yourself having guys. to gear up or, or have a cigar lit before you walk into the cigar shop so that you can show that no. I'm a- no, I'd rather hang out for a little while, sit down, light up with you, and I don't feel like I need to, you know, walk in like, yeah, yeah. this is me, and I'm, you know, it's, I would rather hang out here, enjoy a cigar with you, and I don't feel like I'm, you know, have anything to, you to show to prove that it. you can, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, we knew who you were, I, I think you were pretty well known in the New England area to begin with before you even started, I mean, a lot of us, the New England Expo certainly helped out a lot with everybody seeing you down there. And, yeah, that was great. Well, yeah. hopefully in a good way. <laughs> I thought it was good. I mean, and it, they didn't pull it off without you. I mean, uh, you bowed out and the thing went away. So Even, uh, uh, even with the last-minute change, it was everyone was allowed to smoke inside. Last minute, they pulled the permit and say, nope, everything's got to be outside. You rolled with it, redirected everyone, to. had it set up, ready Show to go. Show must go on. You, Absolutely. You, you were awesome at it. You ever play Thank basketball you. before? No, I, I'm not so sure I'm ready to get rid of this ash. All right. You, I kind of want to You don't want it to fall well off in your lap. It. You shoot well, when you're ready. if it does, these are good jeans. They rub right in. So. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea is to put a little bit of an arc onto it. Okay. And uh, you're about six feet away, and you shoot. That's oh. it. That's it. Okay. All right. I, when I'm in front of a girl, I can perform at that point. You know, I feel like I, I have to make the shot. I would have been embarrassed if I didn't hit it. But that's that's how it's done, huh? That was All good. Right. I'm going to wait like another You wait enough, as long as you want. I can't while. even pee if someone else is in the bathroom with me. I have tremendous performance anxiety. Yeah. I always think they're thinking, he must be taking too long. I've yeah. heard that about you. Yeah. yeah. What's going on with this guy? Most of the stuff you heard about him is true. Uh, so be warned, be forewarned. In case that. you heard otherwise, I did not get elected Pope. Yeah. Was, I, was, I was having a great conversation with Bill over there. I think I totally missed it. Yeah. I wasn't elected Pope. So Miami Cigar. Um, Humo Jaguar is one of the brands. What's the portfolio of Miami Cigars? They've been around a long time. Yeah, we have been around for quite some time. Miami Cigar is an umbrella of portfolios, and underneath that is 
La Aurora. We're the exclusive U.S. distributor of La Aurora, which is the oldest factory in the Dominican. Yep. We've been around for 110 years. Yes. And it's all family started, family owned, and still family run by Guillermo Leon, who is the grandson of the original founder, Eduardo Fernando Leon. And then you've got Nestor Miranda, which we all know very well. Um, he's actually going to be in this area next week. Good. Yeah. So Good. Uh, we're going to stop by Thursday morning over here. Um, very, very interesting man. Very, yes, he very is. The most interesting. He Absolutely. Is. Absolutely. Uh, you've got Art Deco. You've got the La Serena, which is pretty new. Came out uh, a few years ago. Big giant band. Yeah, yeah. It's the beautiful band. And it's funny. That band was actually, when they sent the proof of the band, we approved it because it was completely beautiful. Not realizing that that was the full size. You know, we thought uh, that it was kind of blown up a little bit, but that was actually life-size proportion. Yeah, it's gigantic. So it ended up being a really big hit. Um, you know, eye-catching, and then people smoke it, and they realize, wow, this is actually a pretty good cigar, and they keep buying it, and it's really taken off. So we came out with last year the Merlion, which is the new La Serena, and La Aurora makes that for La Serena. Um, and it's a much lighter blend than the original La Serena. Same size band, but it's cool because it's double banded, so you don't have to get rid of the whole beautiful band just to get a nice ash. Now, uh, it's La Aurora in the Dominican Republic making the Dominican stuff, mm -hmm. and who makes the uh, Nicaraguan stuff? Mostly Don Pepin. Okay. And how about uh, Humo Jaguar? Nestor Placencia. Nestor, you said that, yeah, Nestor Placencia. So... Uh, do Miami. the Nestors get confused? Like, do they have to have some sort of code so they don't get each other confused? Or so other people don't get them sure. confused? I'm not sure. I mean, we've got N... There's NP, but then there's NM. NM I'm more familiar with. Yeah. I, I you know, he's my Nestor. He's our <laughs> Nestor. And so the folks understand... Um, Nesta Miranda, who owns Miami Cigars, they don't actually make cigars. They have cigars made by top guys. Oh, he did it while you had your head turned because he was going to be embarrassed. But oh. he hit it. But he hit it. Oh. And now he's sorry because he, he wanted I'm not to, sorry at all. As soon as you turned your head, Boom. that's when he shot because he didn't want to be embarrassed. You want to show you off be, behind my back? Right. That's, that's not the way fits. you do it because he was scared he wasn't going to hit it. All right. So that was a you, you had no chance of winning over here. She's ready to go. What an awkward turn of phrase. So I so I do get, this. Get, yep. And get a little like it a little later than what you'd expect, and get a little arc going on it. See, it's a good ash. It's a good ash. It's holding on. It's not ready. Maybe. Uh, try it again. I don't do think it's it. ready. Do it. No. Yeah, it's not ready. Ready. That See? is a strong ash. Good She's trying construction. Can't break the ash. Could be your petite girly little fingers. I bet I could have broke it. These are like piano. Fingers. They're very dainty. Very nice nails, too, by the way, if you have not noticed. I noticed. I noticed. Everybody noticed. I was a little jealous. Wish I had nice nails. Right. See, I told you, anything that does come off, you know, rubs right in. So uh, on the uh, La Aurora stuff, they have the uh, ones that are in the beautiful tubes, the different colored tubes, mm. and pointing on both ends. That uh, was actually the first cigar La Aurora ever made was the Preferido shape. So that's the one that's really coined that pretty much everyone knows the preferitos in the tube. And there's only eight guys in the whole factory that can roll that uh. cigar. And it, it's so cool because, you know, you think that's kind of like far-fetched, but I went to the factory in January for our sales meeting. Oh, so many meetings. <coughs> and we didn't have any fun. It was terrible. <laughs> it was actually the best trip of my life. But it's really cool because they actually are in their own section of the factory. And we saw all the aging rooms. And with the preferitos, 
all the tobacco in that preferito has been aged for at least four years. So even the strongest blend, which actually we just released in August, it's called the Diamond. It's a Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro. It's a full smoke. But even the strongest blend that La Roar has ever made, it still mellows it out because it's aged Aged, so well. And, you know, people get confused on the size of it because it's a unique shape. It's like a, you know, big bullet-shaped cigar pretty much. Um, People get confused. Oh, no, I want to smoke for longer than that. Well, it's, it's a 50-minute smoke. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take you close to an hour to smoke, smoke the cigar. That's, it's pointy on both ends. Yes. So the, right. the smoke, ha- the burn of the, of the ash has to go up all the way to the thickest part and then back down. And that growth portion is actually what takes so long in the cigar. Right. Yeah. It's a slower burn. It's very but deceiving. It still gives you a lot of smoke. doesn't taste smoky. And what's cool is that, I mean, you know, you see all the different color tubes. Um, we have six different blends. It's actually all the same filler blend. Just, just totally wrapper. different wrapper. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So that totally changes the whole and flavor And it changes profile. the f- flavor completely. The, 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 the uh, outside wrapper of a cigar has most of the flavor on it. Uh, it changes everything so dramatically. So they're very interesting. Um, so uh, pricey cigars. I mean, they're pricey cigars. So you look at a little small cigar like that and you think... It's a lot of money for a little cigar, but then, again, it's an hour enjoyment. So if it was, you know, something gigantic, you'd say, okay, I'm going to pay for this, but that's going to burn slow enough that it still maintains its value. What's the price? 16 uh, 20 20 20 Yeah, yeah. A- about 20 And yeah. it depends on, you know, the, the taxes yeah, and the yeah. state that you're in. You guys are very lucky here. Yeah, here in Everyone New Hampshire. is jealous of you. There's yeah. nothing lucky about it. There's a lot of work <laughs> yeah. that goes into That's that. That's right. Oh, I believe it. You guys have a good crew standing behind that. Yeah, the, the, the retailers in New Hampshire all get together and get behind and, you know, try to keep the police away from us and leave us alone. Uh, and it, you guys got a little kind of lucky in Rhode Island. You got at least a cap. Right. On the tax. Connecticut, too. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's the key of it. Poor New York, and I know you handle New York, oh, New York it's area. It's difficult. My God, those poor guys hanging on the string, just waiting. You know what, though? They have, they have such true cigar smokers that, I mean, you would think that people would be going elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. And they have such true cigar smokers that these places are still in business. They're well, doing they, something right. They're, they're trying to work to keep the brick-and-mortar store alive, so thank God for that. That's a good thing. It's, it's like... Um, I guess the best way to do it is when with the the Nazis in the concentration camps, you know, those people became stronger people because they were oppressed. And it's the same mindset in New York. They were able to turn it around and let the consumers know what a tough thing it is and how brutal the government is being in just trying to put them out of business. And they're doing the right thing and standing behind those brick and mortar retail shops. Yeah, and if you if uh, the the folks that are listening, if if you're in New York and you say, "Oh, I'm just going to uh, mail order my cigars out," uh, the next thing you know, mail order goes away and the brick and mortar store is gone, and now you have no cigars. So you you have to try to keep those folks alive and do business with them and keep them going because uh, without them, believe me, no new cigar gets launched without a brick and mortar store. No, you know that's where cigars get launched and and, and get known and. After they get popular and stuff, that's when it, it works its way through the discounters and things like that. So support your brick-and-mortar retail. Chuck's ready to go. I'm going to try it. All right, Chuck. Oh, no, look, look at, at how the ash. ash holds on so tight. Yeah, you're wow. going to get up to an inch on that one. All right. So it's the construction of what, what, what's happening here because uh, normally we can get it. It's a good test. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. So it, it, you couldn't use the uh, Robusto here because I took one shot so far. And I'm not able to get three shots out of a Robusto with this cigar. Yeah. I'm going to try once more. I think I'm, 
I think I, I'm ready to part with it a little bit at least. Just make note. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a long it's ash. Beautiful. It's an inch and a half anyways. All right. You got to go higher anyway, but it's not going. Oh, oh. you flicked a little early. Yeah, you got to flick long, longer than you think, and, and just like taking a good golf swing and stuff, you got to follow through. Just when it happens next time, fall all the way through. I'm a really good golfer, so I'm going to yeah? take that advice. Okay. Yes. yes. So, uh, yeah, 1903, La Aurora uh, forms the company, and they make a preferito-shaped cigar as their first cigar. hundred years later, they come out with a preferito uh, for them, and they have uh, Nesta Miranda, a Miami cigar, doing the distribution for all their cigars, right? They do everything. Yes. They are also the people that handle the uh, President Day beer. A little bit. That that's changed a little bit, but oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's Guillermo Leon. Yeah. And uh, they've got good rum and. Rum. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Guillermo knows what he's doing. I was in the Dominican uh, at the Pro Cigar Festival a couple of weeks ago, and as I was driving down, I saw actually signs on the highway saying "Come for a cigar factory tour," at their factory. Actually, billboard signs. That said it. So maybe because it was that time that they would get gearing up for it. But uh, I've been told over the years that when regular folks uh, go on a trip to the Dominican Republic, there's factory tours there all the time. That uh, it's the one place regular people can go and see. Absolutely. Yeah. They they welcome everyone in with open arms. It's it's such a beautiful tour, and everybody is just so generous and really good at explaining everything. I mean, you know, we all know the process and everything, but. To see it. Oh, that's the thing. It's beautiful. I, I've seen it so many times, but every time I go and see the process again, I'm still wowed by it, and I've seen it, you know, probably 50 times. It's amazing that cigars don't cost $50 each. Right. Then you, then you look at something like that, and you say, yeah. well, $20, that's an awful lot of money. Go, go watch it being made, and then well, you tell me if it's too much money. Yeah. Right, and that's also part of the reason why the preferitos are pricier, and people may not understand that. Shock over But shot. it's because... <laughs> hey... I, Better than me. Yeah. Better than me. Um, it's because the wrapper that we use for that cigar, I mean, it takes a lot more wrapper. And the skill for those rollers, it just costs more money to make in general. Yep. So what is your favorite cigar? Say you didn't Nestor work for Miranda me. Miranda Dano 2010. Even if you didn't work for the company. I was not working for the company when the Dano 2010 came out. And I remember who the rep was on the, at the time. And I, I fell in love with, well, I fell in love with the cigar, not the wrapper, just him. to clarify. Okay. He's uh, a good, good guy, guy, but yeah. Good, good guy. I don't want to yeah. discredit, but oh my God, I hounded him all the time. I want boxes. I want boxes. And it was so hard to get. And then the, the production was just, because it took so long to make that blend and make it perfect. And to this day, it is still my favorite cigar. We're going to smoke it in the next hour and see what it's all about. I haven't smoked it myself. Uh, I, I knew Dano. Dano is uh, the late son of, of Nesta and uh, passed away uh, way too early. And uh, this is a tribute to him. Uh, I had never had the 2010, but the original one that came out before. Um, and there will be more Danos coming? We just came out with the 2012. And that's different because it's got a Mexican San Andreas wrapper. It's much more full. Uh, it's got a nice foot band at the end that says 2012, just to clarify. Yeah. Um, it's not cellophane like this one. comes in a beautiful box, even bigger than the 2010. Beautiful cherry wood. It's really very attractive. But the cigar itself, it's similar, but it's so different. It's yeah. got a lot more bite to it. Is this 
is it the same, but the wrapper changed, or it's completely it's different? It's a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit different. The one we're going to be smoking, which is the, the uh, 2010, mm -hmm. what's the uh, makeup of that? Nicaraguan with a Dominican Nicaraguan filler, but it, it's Nicaraguan. Uh, how about the wrapper? Nicaraguan. Yeah? Oscuro. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Oscuro mean, meaning dark black, uh, beautiful, teeny, teeny uh, little pigtail here on the top. Uh, looks beautiful. We'll smoke it the next hour and see what, what that's all about. And just so you know, yep. that has been aging in my humidor since 2010. Oh, my God. There we go. Thank you. you. She had a little she brought bit it of with gold me. with us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We don't play around. No. Nope. This, and, this, and this is your favorite cigar. Favorite cigar. I, I probably have, you know... I don't know how many boxes. I have. I'm, a, I'm a Dano 2010 hoarder. And this, is, and this was before you worked for the company. Yeah. This was your thing, and this is it. I'll be very interested to try it. It's pretty see. cool. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting that you, you were already on the cigar before. Did they approach you? Did you approach them? Was the spot open, and you applied? I was already working with them, planning events and doing promotional things, and they approached me, and I kind of approached them at the same time. Okay. It, it's perfect because it's the one company that I always really believed in. You know, it's it's pretty much impossible to sell something that you're not passionate about, or at least I can't. I'm yeah. a terrible, terrible liar. Yeah. Unless I tell you that you have nice hair today, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> no, actually, I wasn't lying. Yeah. Nice <laughs> yeah. goatee. Yeah. It's a sight better than my beard. <laughs> so you you were at Cigar Masters. That's when you when you made the move over there. And I know there's been a few people uh, in the industry that that um, came from there. Uh, and I, I'm intrigued by it because people that sell cigars in a retail atmosphere and then make the the move over. I like it because they understand where I sit. You know, exactly. you sell to me, and you understand if I say, "Oh my God, there's no room to put anything in here," or "Oh, this is a bad time of year." You you understand because you went through the process mm -hmm. yourself and trying to sell somebody something in January. Oh my God, you know, are you crazy? It's thing. You know what? I'll see you in April, and uh, we'll we'll look at it then, and you, you're going to understand. Uh, New England, tough, tough uh, area to uh, to handle, but you've been you've been taking well out yeah, there. Yeah, I you know and. I, I love it. I mean, I you know, from New England. So yeah. I love New York because I especially love Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> Long Island. Long Island is, a, you know, it's its own own beast over there. Yeah, Manhattan. We... It's Every area has completely different personalities. Yeah. New England, I, especially New Hampshire, I love because I can wear jeans here. Well, Jess Levine, you are the cigar queen. Thank you so much for uh, being on here. You're here till six o'clock today. Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Jaguar. All so, day. Uh, you guys, you you, you want to come uh, try a nice cigar? Uh, make your way down to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and meet Jess and uh, give the cigar a try. When we come back, uh, it's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, retailers will reveal the most annoying things you, the customer, do, and the customer is always wrong, Bob Barker. The customer is not always right. We'll tell you, and we'll explain some of that, too. Gentleman Chuck Morrison gets debonair and lots more. We are live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And no matter what you do, and no matter what else you've learned in the show, always keep the lid end out of your mouth.
is Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. Two guys rock with a million choices. It's Stogie Heaven. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two guys rock. Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. She's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet, yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is 
about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor in taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Bruins. ESPN New Hampshire, 1250 WGAM, Manchester, 900 WGHM, Nashua. This is Sean Poser from J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big group, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Burning and burning. We're here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and oh yeah, uh, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Monday is not You're Frank right. Sinatra's birthday. No, it is not. Which is what we had in our, <laughs> in our show prep. Yeah. Uh, somehow or another, David <laughs> thought that Frank Sinatra was born on Monday, and we were all set to do this but whole not, thing about I, Frank. I'm not Ron Burgundy. I didn't read it. <laughs> you read it <laughs> Just write it down. I'm going to read it. Because <laughs> I am Ron Burgundy. I read what's on the copy. So anyway, we're live here at oh. Two Guys Smoke Shop in the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge, and uh, Jess Levine is here, and we just finished up. Uh, oh, oh, boom. Shot. Uh, and she was looking that There we go. You show off you. Uh, smoking Humo Jaguar. Time to put it down and light up uh, Jess's favorite cigar, which is the Nesta Miranda Dano 2010. You can't get the cigar. Right from her humidor. From her humidor. This is very, uh, and this is a big one. This has got to be, what, 7 by 56. You know, what I have to say about, ah, right example. What I have to say about Jess yeah. is unlike some reps that keep the cigars in a box in their car and they're not well taken care of, oh, she takes care of her oh, cigars. Yeah. You guys see that a lot? she is a legit cigar smoker. She doesn't hand me stale 
samples and say, oh, you've got to get past the staleness. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Sitting she in, hands me the real deal. for the past year or something like this. Hey, you That happens? Three year, oh, my. Are you kidding me? And the worst thing to do is f- give a sample. Four out of five that, times? Yeah. Wow. A sample that's bad. Oh. You know? And, th- and that's, and that's it, the exact. It'll, it'll be better when you get them in, but, you know, it's. Uh, that's their first impression? So, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, bad Yikes. first impression. You get so, one chance. I'm using my green cutter. This is the, a green Zycar um, XI2. Yeah, expensive. This is three hundred dollars. Oh, jeez, Louise! Oh, is that the eight, the Havana collection? Yeah, one? the Havana collection one with ah, the uh, what do they call this? That's a little pouch. Stingray, stingray pouch, three hundred bucks. Today's the day to sell it if you can. Three hundred bucks. It's only been used once <laughs> <laughs> on a, on the radio show. That's right. It. Game more used. It's a game Deep. used cutter. Right there. Raise the price on that to three fifty. Really? You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England. The U.S. and, yes, the world, it is always broadcast on location. This week we're broadcasting from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. And we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you smoke along with us. Uh, You can catch us on all seven radio stations currently picking up our syndicated show you on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. You say it each time like this is the first time reading this thing. I know. It's because it's not written right. Write it. I'm going to have write to write it. it. My Memorize God. it. Every single week you have a hard time. This is all, this is all you I have to do. i got to skip over all the typos. God, you struggle through it. He's Ron Burgundy. He's got to read Ron it Ron Burgundy. Go ahead, Ron. You can always tune in at thecigarauthority.com. Dave, you know what you should do? What? I am an anchorman. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we should just like put in random words and see if he reads it. Really? I do. <laughs> Go F yourself, you yeah. guys. Smoke shop. Uh, you can watch us live or you can catch the podcast on demand at any time. Or you can simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. Plus, let's not forget about the CigarStation.com rebroadcasting our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. Yeah, thank you, Cigar Station. And a new guy picking us up. We'll have information on that next week. We'll see if he gets it up, up and on there. And uh, it's a, it's a um, internet he, radio station. He found us. Yeah, he found us. All Instead right. of us finding them. I got a little uh, a little experiment I'm going to do here. Oh, oh God! No. All, right. All right. Should we get uh, Sean on the uh, beat button? No, no, no. This should be this should be good. What do you got? All right, here we go. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Old, odd, crazy news and stories brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars ranging from 4 by 44 to the insane 7 inches by 70. That's Asylum. <laughs> That's insane. Now let's talk about the surgeon who operated on himself. Oh. In 1961, Lena... You got some current, current news, at least, anyway. Go I ahead. said old. All right, go ahead. Leonid Rogozov. He was 27 years old in 1961, and he is the only... He was the only surgeon in a Soviet Antarctic expedition. During the expedition, he felt severe pain in his abdomen and had a high fever. Rogozov examined himself and discovered that his appendix was inflamed and could burst any time. With uh, a local anesthetic, he operated on himself yeah, baby. to remove the appendix. An engineer... And a meteorologist assisted. Meteorologist. The surgery. So why not? Surgery. That's who I'd get to help me with my surgery. And what's the weather like today? That is sick, <laughs> and he should be in an insane asylum. Yeah. I Brought would say. to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars ranging from 4x44 to the insane 7x70. 
That's Asylum. And that is insane. And what's that music bed you got in the background there? That's uh, insane in the brain. <laughs> Fit perfect. Is that a I true thought. story? It's a true story. True story. Guy operates on himself, takes his own appendix out. Chuck, unlike so the weatherman. You have to with the weatherman. Unlike you with your nonsense gentleman stuff over there that doesn't exist. Hey. All my stories will be true. Yeah. This wow. <laughs> not going to be making stuff up, pulling it out of my tushy. An asylum, they do. They get a 7x70. Seven I've never tasted it. I don't care it's to. big. 7x70. Seven How 70. long would that last you? Where is this going? Where is this craziness going? We need to, we need to come up with a 10x100 <laughs> and just stop, put it to bed. Stop the madness? Just put it to bed. Just Everyone else will just seem like little itty-bitty. I, I, you know, it, it's a thing of people think they get a good value or whatever it is. It's crazy. You get a jaw ache is what you get. Uh, it pre-lit the cigar, the, the Nesta Miranda Dano 2010. Pre-lit, I could almost taste a, a flavor of some sort of uh, liqueur or um, maybe a cognac type of uh, sweetness to it. Pre-light. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-light. It's very aromatic. Uh, you can see how well-aged it is by uh, where the, the ash connects to the cigar and that fine, fine line of uh, black that's on it. Well-kept. Well well yeah. Three years in a humidor, well-kept. There's no doubt about it. So she knows what she's doing she there. She is the queen. She's the queen, Jess Levine. It, it, it just flows. It's I, I don't know if I can say her name without saying it. Jess Levine, the cigar queen. queen. Yeah. Can, can you just say, oh, no, that's it. It has to go together. All right, what are we going to do since we're not talking about Frank Sinatra's birthday? We t- yeah, right? We got a whole thing <laughs> Wait, on. Did you figure out when his birthday actually is? It's in like May or oh, something. God. It's crazy. Be close. Um, but tomorrow, March 17th, it is uh, St. Patrick's Day, and it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It's March 17th, and it's because of uh, St. Patrick born. Where was St. Patrick born? You oh. think you would think Ireland? You would think, but then I wouldn't bring it up, right? If it was, right. Well, so you know it has. So it's to a be trick different. question. It's a, it's and the answer trick. is Greece. Is Britain? Britain. Oh, an Italian family living in Britain that the Irish people celebrate. Very interesting. interesting. What are you looking for? A cricket sound here? No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> if I don't touch the screen every once in a while, it goes black. All right. So uh, yeah, and he was an Irish slave. <laughs> I don't. I don't get the whole concept of it, but really, what is it? Is it a religious holiday? It's a reason to oh, well. drink a lot of beer and get drunk and eat. And uh, worse than that, it's a reason to drink green beer. Yeah. It's artificial coloring. And smoke green cigars. Yeah, smoke green cigars. Green cigars are good. Yep. That cigar was good. We had, yeah. uh, um, this week we had... Um, Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley. Uh, George Sosa was in town with Dave Topper, and I spent a couple of days with them. Uh, unfortunately, he had to leave on Friday and couldn't be here for the show because uh-huh. this was what we could be doing with him. But um, George Sosa... Could be a stand-up comedian. Oh, he is a funny that guy, dude, man. Every five minutes on the minute, really comes out with a joke or a one-liner or something. We were out to out to dinner, and I was in absolute stitches. Yeah, absolute. I mean, I almost had mashed potatoes coming out of my nose. Yeah, he was. Fred funny. was spitting up. It was funny. Was he at the anniversary party? Yes. Yeah. We should get him on stage. I, I said to him, you know, do you ever do stand-up? No way. I said, how about a, you know. I, I'm doing a TAA thing. I'm going to see him um, yeah. in a couple of weeks when I do the Tobacconist Association, and I have to go up and do this presentation. I said, when I bomb, 
can you just get up and say a couple of jokes and do it? No. I said, come on, help a guy out. I'm going to bomb. I got like these 60 questions I have to ask during the thing. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some bombs. There's no doubt about it. And you're just throwing a one-liner. No, no, no. Because he's funny. and uh, I don't know if he's uh, nervous about getting on the microphone or... Jeez, he's very personable in front of everybody. I very. wouldn't imagine so. But Maybe small crowds do it for him and big ones don't. Whoa, he's funny. My God. And I'm, I'm the worst. I can't remember a joke. And I, and I want to remember some of them so bad. Some of them I can't tell anyway. But right. uh, some of them are really, really good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, w- he was doing the uh, Filthy Hooligan cigar. Yeah. Uh, we smoked it last week. And uh, it, it, it came over pretty well. I, w- I would have thought, you know, we're not going to be enough selling this, but we got to about 20, 21 boxes. 21 boxes wow. uh, we sold. So uh, it went. Anyway, uh, it's a, it's a, they only made 2,000 boxes, uh, but they may come out with it next year again and or make, make it a little different or something. But there's a lot of companies that, that had done that in the past. The first one I can remember back that actually came out for St. Patrick's Day was Camacho many years ago. But over the years, Elysion did it. Uh, Viaje did it. Before Dominicana has done it. They, they have a regular line of <clears throat> Candela. Yeah, that they sell... Uh, uh, but not for St. Patrick's What was thing. interesting about this one I found out is the wrapper itself was ultra thin. It was very, yeah. very delicate. You, yeah. you could damage it taking the footband off, which it's the black market. It's got a four-inch footband on it. really keeps the cigar together. But the guts of the cigar really are what tells the story. It's a very robust uh, binder and filler that helps accentuate some of those sweet flavors of the... Rapper. Are you talking about the Dirty Hooligan? Yeah. This is the, the Filthy Hooligan, yeah. Filthy, rather. Which you would expect it to be oh so bitey because of that green, green. It wasn't light green. I mean, this thing was green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, if, if I didn't see it, right. if I didn't see the cigar, I wouldn't realize that uh, it, it was that. I had a negative thought process on it before lighting it up. So the first puff, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to like this to myself. There were many people inside the Alec Bradley organization that were dead set against coming he was out one with of Candela, them. and George was one yeah, of them. Really? He was one of them. And Didn't want to do it. He actually said, you know what, I'm glad I lost the battle. They had a vote or whatever, and yeah. uh, you know, it came out 6-4, to four, and he's like, I'm glad I was on the, the losing end because this is a winner. That Humo Jaguar we just smoked, that was Nesta Placencia that made it, and he's the one that makes the black market, I believe, ah. too. So there's a connection right there, too. So guy knew what he was doing, and he, he pulled it off. I mean, I, I wouldn't have uh, imagined it would be there. So if you, uh, if you see that uh, dirty hooligan out there, because they're just going around the country just doing an events uh, for a short so period of time, yeah. that's the only time you can get it, and, it's, and it's, uh, it's over at that point. You know sometimes when you taste something, it <clears throat> tastes exactly like something else smells. For example? For example, uh, right now, coffee. Yeah. Coffee does not taste like the way it smells in the bag. It degree, has a yeah. different yeah. aroma, and you can make the connection because your, your sense of smell and your sense of taste are so combined, and they, they play off of one another, unlike any of the other senses. However, the smell of a real, like, low-heat roasted espresso tastes different than, than what it smells like a little bit. This tastes like what a real, rich espresso smells like in the bean form when you pull it out of the roaster and you <laughs> see I didn't I didn't touch my screen <laughs> yeah. that's Mr. Jonathan's flavor profile that's my like flavor that. of the week. I like so that, slow yeah. roasted espresso the smell of slow roasted espresso is what this tastes like correct. That, correct that long thing that you just said was 
it tastes like the smell of roasted espresso. Right. I guess I, I guess I could have just said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We got two hours to do anyway, so you might as well uh, drag it out as the best you can. That's what makes this profile so awesome. Is well, that... I wasn't trying to drag. It's not that I'm trying to drag it out, but I want to make sure everyone yeah. understands no, what I like I'm it. tasting. And it, and I, I don't know. Sometimes I think in terms of flavor. I'm becoming a foodie, and a fat guy. I'm walking around at 225 pounds right now. Keep hanging out with me, wow. baby. I'm we already absolute, ordered lunch, right? I'm Chuck, Chuck mentioned beast. lunch today. Yeah. He mentioned. Well, all you got to do to these guys is mention <laughs> pizza, and they're in. I'm so looking around for David sell. all through the store. Like, we got a, an event going on. There's a rep. He never leaves the side of the event table. He's always out there, you know, being ready to answer questions and talk about the cigars, and he's all excited. He's nowhere to be found. And I walk out back. And he's back there. He's printed out menus, and they're taped nice. up on the wall in a display. Well, it's a, so he can pick it's impressive, ingredients right? from Very each different. menu. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it ends up tasting. Chuck brought up, uh, have you ever heard of this pizza place? I said no, and it's local. How do I not What's know this? I live this life. It's called Portland Pie Company. Portland Pie Company. They're flavored dough. Flavored dough. Now, see, I, now this is a blind review, and this this is like selling 101 right here. You know what selling is? It's just the con- it's, it's the convey of enthusiasm. That's all selling is. You know, you just you got to check out this movie. You just sold yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. you know. But I just mentioned, I've, I've even tried it myself. We'll see how it is. Well, the it's reviews. coming in at 2 o'clock at the end of the show. I'm hoping they show up early. We can eat it on the show. I'm not even hungry, and I want it. I don't think our, our listeners need to hear us chewing anymore. Oh, I think they do. <laughs> From, I think they do. From the candy, the bar, candy bar candy bar episode, yeah, there was we're enough. Sorry. Yeah, there was enough chewing. I ended up listening to a little ad. <laughs> how like, bad it was, and I'm like, that's not radio, man. We, we're losers. <laughs> <laughs> we are losers. The only people that got excited were the reps. They all tried it. Yeah, they're yeah. all they're all <laughs> lunatics like us, and they're like, all right, I'm going for it. I tried the Three Musketeer. It really was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they, I've had I've had reps come in try to pitch a new cigar, and they're like, you know what goes good with this? Yeah. <laughs> Mallow cups. Yeah. Like, get the heck out of here. Yeah. I'm not eating a mallow cup with your cigar. If it doesn't stand on its own, I'm not interested. Yeah, right. Um, so we always say the customer is always right. You know, and it, it, the person who had to say that, who made that up, had to be a customer. Sure. It, could, it couldn't have been the store owner or the, or the um, person working in the store to begin with. What I will say is you can't win an argument with a customer because the Because when you they, win, you lose. Yeah. If you win, they stop coming in, and they, that's it, so it's not there. But retail workers reveal the annoying things that customers do, and there's lots of annoying things, and we see it all the time. But this is across the board at, at, at uh, a lot of different places. I already know that I'm an annoying customer. I know I am. Most retailers adopt the mantra that the customers are always right. Here are some of the most annoying experience that they had their customers do to them. Oh, no. Uh, here's one person saying, I worked at Walmart stocking shelves in the grocery department. During one busy day, a woman came up to me with a crying child, child probably about five years old. Mr. Jonathan takes a shot, a little off to the I right. In <clears throat> uh, the exact quote, my kid is bleeping me off. <laughs> I have to say bleeping. Uh, watch him for me while... Uh, I get some things. I told her that it wasn't my job to watch a kid, that I had to go back to doing things, uh, work things, and that he couldn't come with me anyway. And she told me, if you're going to walk away, I'm going to walk away and leave my kid with you, and if anything happens to him, it will be my fault. So I told her if she didn't get... 
take her kid back, I would take the kid to customer service and tell them they have a lost child and keep paging this is, her. This is made up. No. I'll keep paging What's until you, you come back. you making stuff up? This is just I'm re- beginning it, to wonder if you actually do make up that gentleman wake nonsense. This is – it's too – Opening the doors for people. It's no too one ridiculous. <clears throat> cell phone company. Uh, at a cell phone company, I had someone try to pay cash for their phone bill over the phone. <laughs> They said they would give the serial number of the dollar bills they had. You were spying on Mr. Jonathan again. You following this? Wait, you can't do that? Yeah, you can't <laughs> do that. You follow that, right? You send him yeah, a I want to pay the bill over the phone. I'm using cash, serial number. Yeah. It really happened. At McDonald's, they had a customer ask, what is the difference between a four-piece nugget meal and the six-piece nug- wow. nugget meal? Besides the price, of course. Just looking at him, the employee said two nuggets, and they were actually surprised. I think they were hoping uh, something else would come with the meal, like but I don't know why. The difference between a four-piece nugget meal and a six-piece. Wow. Two-piece. This is, hey, I'm, I'm leaving out my stories. I'm telling you other people's stories. But I got, I got stories, but uh, some of the people are right here right now. Uh, at a grocery... <laughs> I was uh, working, and this little girl said to her mom, What's he doing, Mommy? She replied, Putting stuff on the shelves. The little girl asked, Why? And the mother replied, Because he didn't go to college. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, All right. At yeah. a bookstore, store, you'd be surprised to know how many people come in and ask them to find a book that they know nothing about. We, we see this in the cigar business, but this is uh, really bizarre. Um, <clears throat> we're pretty good at figuring out what people need, but when they don't know the author, the title, or anything about the book, it's pretty impossible. My favorite one goes when a person insists we should be able to find the book because he told them the cover is red. Okay. That's bad. We've had people come in and asking for cigars, and oh, yeah. it's got a green band on it. It's got a green band on it or something. And, or, you know, and, and you finally, yeah, me, a half me, hour later, find it, and it's a red band. You know, and it had ridiculous. Let me go through 1,100 open boxes and check to see a, a, a one that has a green band on it. Uh, at the zoo, a woman asked, how much would it cost if her son got into the tiger exhibit to pet and play with the tiger? She wasn't very happy when I told her that absolutely no one was allowed in with the tiger. They want it. They want Did to... she see the, the Siegfried and Roy thing with the, their own tiger Appa- attack? Apparently not. So those are wild are some, animals. Those are some of the crazy things, and sometimes the customer is not always right. That's what it comes down to. Sometimes they are, but, I, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I think customer service stinks. Customer but service has no, never been so bad. Here's but. the thing. I mean, if, if a customer is coming into any retailer, right, for the most part, isn't the retailer the expert and therefore the one that knows? This is the one that kills me, and, and part of it, I, I say from my own experience, is my fault. I'll walk up to someone and say, what can I help you find? Now, when someone does that to me, if I was at Walmart, just because you said Walmart, and someone came up and said, what can I help you find? My answer is always going to be no. nothing. I'm just looking. I don't want some pushy salesman up in my face. I want to walk around. But then it, what kills me is I actually was looking for something. And so then he but walks away and you, I go, You, you automatically Ugh. say yeah, no. It's, right. You should never lead into it with a no question. What are some good leads? You guys got some good leads? 
Well, you know what? Someone came in with a mustache today. It was an awesome mustache, and I'm, I was jealous right away because my wife, who's listening, will not let me grow just a mustache. Oh. She says I look like a 70s porn star, and she'll, she'll have none of, none of it. So I can't grow just a mustache. And the dude had a sick mustache. like He was uh, ready to curl the things up with oh, the, the wax. Handlebar. It was awesome. And I wasn't even going up as a salesman. I was going up as someone who appreciates a good mustache. And we end up like, talking. Like we all do. And then next thing you know, he's buying cigars. So really, I wasn't going up as a salesman. I was going up as a, as a friend. As a dude. Like just being like, dude, that's an awesome mustache. Dave's taking a shot. Oh, oh. hit the rim. Yeah, rim shot. So. <laughs> so, go ahead. And so that, that's, I, that, that, the, the answer you... really is that even though I'm a salesman when I'm on the floor, really. You're not. Your job isn't to sell. Your job is your to job be, is just like kind of strike up yeah, a conversation, be friendly. And then the guy said, "You know, I'm here looking for such and such," and yeah. he sold them whatever you wanted to. Right. And the, the and the other thing is, you know, people will come up and they see you and they go, "I'm just looking." Fred Smith in the house. Smith Fest. Smith. Fred wow. Smith in the house. So a lot of celebrities. The, here the party can begin. It's, it's, cigar it's, celebrities. Cigar celebrities. It's craziness. So I might have to uh, after the show maybe try this on customer. Yeah, just see. If Have you can. ever worked retail? Uh, way back. Yeah, way back, high school. There is an there's an art to it if you, if you do it well, and and the way not to do it well is can I help you? And yeah. that's what you that's, get. Where are you, you looking go. for anything in particular? Yeah. Like they yeah. use the word in particular, so fancy that, word. Yeah, it's a fancy word. It <laughs> must make <laughs> it work. The bell <laughs> <laughs> in particular. <laughs> yeah, it's not that's not what works. Yeah, really, people don't want to. Did be you hear sold? about the guy who tried to do his own appendix? Yeah, <laughs> I heard he ate it afterwards. They were running out of food. Ugh, he had to do that wide awake. Yeah, local well, obviously, anesthesia. Right? He's the only surgeon. Crazy. And who are you going to call? You're going to call a meteorologist, right? Right. <laughs> got a meteorologist to help you out. All right. Hey, quit looking at the clouds over there. Come here and hold this clamp. Like what? What kind of what, what kind of surgical instruments must he have had on him? To perform surgery, does he use a buck knife? Yeah. And the scissors that come with your Swiss Army knife? I don't know. And with local anesthetic, I mean, we're talking about Ambisol. What, what other? I've heard local anesthesia. Local what does anesthesia that mean? is something like uh, Ambisol. It's something that just numbs the the top area. But what about all the nerves on the inside? And maybe he took a couple shots of booze or something to steady himself or whatever. But yeah. then he'd be drunk performing the surgery. So Which is against the law, but not in the Antarctica. Right. I don't know if anyone owns Antarctica. In 1961. Which it probably would have been okay back then anyways. They were smoking in the uh, surgery room. Speaking of smoking, we're smoking the Nesta Miranda. Dano 2010. You can't get this cigar. Jess Levine was nice enough to give it out of our private stash. But we're going to look for the 2012 and see what we got for differences and it's things like such that. A, Good call, Jess, by the way. It's such a rich combination of cocoa and coffee. It's so good. Very good. Yeah. This is your favorite cigar of all cigars. I can see why. Yeah, definitely This exact why. size and everything. Very good. Very good. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, gentleman Chuck Morrison will tell us how He's to be make more some stuff debonair. Up. Yep. Hey, New York Mayor, Michael Bloomberg is not okay with what we're drinking. And... Uh, we're not okay with what he's doing, and uh, I think we took him down a peg or two. I think we We're did. live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. from and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers. 
How about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a La Giana Havana cigar. The La Giana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Fortsack Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrick Keltner's A-Team to bring you Fortsack Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsack Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsack, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsack is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsack is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better, it is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsack Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsack, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good. But the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything. That's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him 
and his mother refers to him as Hey You. He is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium body taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm -hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium body, tasty and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once and you'll be back. Mm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium body, tasty and well-balanced equilibrium cigars? Mm. <laughs> equilibrium cigars, a new well-balanced medium bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Kirk Kendall from Twin Smoke Shop, and you're listening to Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. He's a local fellow uh, retailer there, yeah. Kurt Kendall. And he's uh, got the 724 cigar out there, too, another good cigar. And uh, taking nothing away from the cigar I'm smoking, but the Humo Jaguar, excellent cigar. People are grabbing them up and picking them up now and trying them for the first time. If you haven't smoked that cigar, awesome cigar too. Oh. Mr. Jonathan misses just a little shy of that one there. Um, so we're back uh, live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. We're in the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge, smoking cigars. The place is filling up. Uh, it's uh, almost springtime over here, but yeah. uh, we've had a cold, cold winter up here. I can't wait for things to warm up and really cigar smoking season to pick up here in the New England area. It's, uh, it, it's been going okay, but uh, weather-wise, with not a lot of places you can smoke. Um, you know, you've got all these uh, politicians uh, demanding that uh, you can't smoke indoors and you can't, people don't even want you smoking outdoors nowadays. One of the worst people out there doing that is New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg. He's been on top of uh, the smoking issues for years and years, trying to stop it. All of a sudden, he put his attention onto something else, which was kind of a breath of fresh air. He backed off us a little bit. But what he did is pick on somebody bigger than himself. And he picked on the, uh, the soda industry. And he demanded that you couldn't get sodas more than 12 ounces or something. There's no more 16-ounce sodas, and I'm going to do this. And uh, they will have none of it. And they said, we're going to court with you, we're going to fight you, and we're going to make sure that this doesn't happen. And uh, he's up against the big boys yeah. now. And it's a whole different game. 
And they yeah, shot these people down. got money. They they've got, got money, money, and they're going to fight, and they're going to win. So they took him to court. They sued him, and a judge struck down the New York City's groundbreaking limit on the size of sugar-laden drinks shortly before it was to take effect. It was going to take effect on a Tuesday, and they got it uh, shut down on a Monday, the Monday before. Uh, the judge agreed with the beverage industry and all of the other opponents that the rule is arbitrary. Uh, it applies only to some sweet beverages and some places that sell them. The loopholes effectively... Yeah, they're, they're going to stop large coffee, too. Right. Just anything. Everything's got to be it's small. How ridiculous. No, actually, they weren't going after coffee, and that was, the, that was one of the loopholes that the, the judge was talking about. You could put as many sugars in coffee as you want, and therefore it becomes a sugary drink. You go up to the window and say, I'd like 15 sugars in my small coffee, and they have to put them in. It's arbitrary. They'd yeah. have to be a ban on that, too. How about leave everybody alone? Or move to, like, China yeah, or something. Just, God, this guy. You know, he's, he's a billionaire, and uh, he's pushing people around, and, and he'll, he'll use his money, take me to court or whatever, because I got more money than you type of thing. Guy's a jerk. So Michael Bloomberg appo- appointed a board outside of the city council. Of course he did. And... These are the people that came up with the rule, and the judge actually said the portion cap rule, if upheld, would create an administrative leviathan, whatever the heck that leviathan. is. Leviathan. There's a big word yeah, right there. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it would violate the separation of powers doctrine by straying into territory that should belong to elected city council members. Uh, of course, if the council members voted against sugary beverages, they would all be voted out two years later, and then it would be over. I'm looking at your highlights and stuff. And you read the whole thing. You, you highlighted it, and then you just read it all. Well, it's, anyway. all it's all germane to the discussion. Okay, germane. Germaine Jackson? <laughs> Go ahead. So the Board of Health uh-huh. approved the measure in September, and uh, Bloomberg, of course, right behind it. And uh, his efforts by his administration were made to improve New Yorkers' eating habits. Uh, they wanted to also compel chain restaurants to post calorie counts so that was on their menus. Motive? And... They wanted to bar artificial trans fats in restaurant foods uh, and also pushing manufacturers to use less salt. Now, here's the issue. The FDA approves all of the items that are allowed in here, and yet they're going to go ahead and tell consumers they can't consume them rather than go after the FDA that approved all of the ingredients and all of the the stuff that goes inside every single thing they're trying to ban. So they're going to ban it instead of going after the actual people who are responsible for allowing it. If it's bad for you, Petition the FDA to say it's bad and have the FDA make Or let people make their own decisions. Yeah. Back out. Like they say, just mind your own business. It's not hurting anyone but themselves. You should give himself an operation. (laughs) So vendors would have three months. The rule meteorologist helped them out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Restaurant inspectors would start enforcing the soda size rule three months after it was to take effect in March. And a $200 violation would uh, be imposed on anyone caught selling beverages that were too large, which I would call extortion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So reasons uh, to allow this extortion is that city officials call the size limit a pioneering move for public health. They point to the city's rising obesity rate, about 24% of adults, up from 18% in 2002, and to studies tying sugary drinks to weight gain. They're washing down the cheeseburger with the soda. It's the cheeseburger's fault. <laughs> Leave everybody alone, man. God. There were bigger issues. Yeah. Much bigger issues in New York. 
the concern was that about $2.8 billion a year is wasted in uh, New York City alone on health care, according to the health care commissioner. And this so, is the thing. We're going to give you free health care, and then we're going to tell you how to live your life. Yeah. How no about let me pay my own health care, and don't tell me how to live my life. Leave me alone. Yep. Yeah, if I'm paying for the health care, it's up to me and my health care provider. Well, that's if my health care provider wants to raise my rates, and I can That's afford- why they're going to have the Obamacare. So, okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm taking a shot. Oh, oh, a little long. Shot. A little long. This isn't the regulation distance right here. This well, is we had to get it on camera. This is my problem. I think it is. It's regulation it is. for me. I don't think it is. Six feet. Six feet. Regulation. So critics of the bill say that the, the measure is too limited to make a meaningful impact on New Yorkers' waistlines. They say it would take a bite out of business for eateries that have to comply while other establishments will still get to sell sugary drinks by the two-liter bottle size, which is 100% right. And they also have the supersized cups. So it's going after only certain businesses, restaurants. All the kids are going to get together at nighttime and go behind the building and stuff and get a two-liter bottle and drink the soda. Start drinking when no one's looking. Oh, yeah. Soda would never be Dude, I got a two-liter. Yeah, oh, get out of here. Come on. Now, here's here's the interesting thing. Beverage makers who were behind the funding in the suit were expected to spend about $600,000 just to change bottle size and labels, and movie theater owners actually were afraid they were going to lose soda sales, which account for 20% of their profits. Also, delis and restaurants would have to change inventory, reprint menus, and make many other adjustments. Was anybody afraid of losing their rights? As American citizens. That's not listed in this Because uh, uh, that's article. what I'm mostly afraid of. Yeah, that's, that's... You know? That's what I'm mostly afraid of. That's where it's going? Yeah. Get a six-pack of 12-ounce, of whatever, and drink them all. That's okay. And what <laughs> the, the craziest they, thing. What did they call it? The pioneering... Yeah, it was a pioneer. Yeah, it was a pioneering health bill. They try to make it sound so, like, patriotic. Yeah, yeah. It's the exact it's opposite. It's the exact opposite. So that's it. That's it. It's disgusting, and that's it. So, uh, Chuck, what do you got? You got a, uh, a way to, uh, with all this craziness happening in our life, to make us uh, at least. Uh, nice segue. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got a gentleman's way. And, and, and it's I, about and I got to control the sound over here and get Jonathan on it. And... <laughs> do you need a gentleman? Do you need a gentleman? It's Chuck Morrison. He is a gentleman. He is a gentleman. But how do you meet gentlemen when government's taking things away from you? And how do you react to uh, moves like that without telling somebody swear words at them? Shank them. How do you shut them down? How do you shut them off? Here he is, Chuck Morrison. All right, Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. We need that right now. Uh, Time spent smoking a Debonair never, ever, ever can be subtracted from one's life. So... Dave, that was a nice segue. Today's Gentleman's Way, how to end a conversation. I know how to do it on Facebook, but I'm curious to how to do it in real life. (laughs) Not all conversations are created equal. Some are more pain than pleasure. Maybe you've been stuck talking to an annoying coworker, customer, or neighbor. It may not be that you don't like the person or enjoy their conversation, but the question begs, how do you end a conversation without making it overly awkward or offending? Put your hand up and go, psh. Yeah, and you walk away. Like it's not easy. Stop signal. Yeah. <laughs> Shut say something the front about his door. All right. Say something yeah. about his wife, and then just stand there and see what he says. Yeah, you would not compliment the mustache. Okay. Right. That would be a that would be a conversation. Ender. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here are some gentleman ways uh, suggestions on how to politely end a conversation, either face to face. You can also do it over the phone um, with customers wherever you might find yourself uh, engaged. Texting. How about texting? Texting. This and would make apply. This end. Yeah. Make this conversation. Yeah. You know that's my pet peeve. It Mr. Is your Jonathan pet peeve. knows. 
Okay. Sometimes I do it. See, texting, I think, is a lot easier. You don't have to. You can just ignore. He can't ignore. He has to answer every text. Really? He has no, to look I don't at have it. to answer. I have to look at it. He wants to have the last word in the no, text No, I don't. Battle. Just end it. Go ahead. Yeah, there's like not a like button like on Facebook. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so here, here are some suggestions. Number one is to have a clear purpose in mind for what you want to get done. It gives you the motivation to choose the latter. So, for example, um, wait for a lull in the conversation. All right? Sometimes if this person is just is rambling or just... Again, it's a conversation that you have no interest in being part of. There will be that, that pause, okay? And it might be like a, a well or oh, an okay or so. These are your opportunity yeah. to and end the conversation. Raise, so. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> so these, they, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Essentially, it's, it's, it's the conversation stopper. So when that occurs, there's your opportunity to move in and end the conversation. There are turning points where either a new topic can be introduced, that's if you want to continue it, or the conversation can be drawn to an immediate close. So here, here's some suggestions on what to do when you hear that. So with the, with the upward incline yeah. of voice, right? Uh, the speaker will say, so, and then you come back with, say, with saying, so, listen, it's been great catching up with you. And this is why it's important to have an agenda. I have to go do X, Y, or Z. And I'm going to give you some specific examples here. Are you here. allowed to lie? You can lie. You so can, it's of course you can lie. to be Gentleman a liar. You can, yeah. But it, White lies? What is it? I mean, in my opinion, if it's that bad of a conversation, do what you got to do. Yeah. But <laughs> this is why having an agenda, though, so, you actually, so I got to make that phone call, right? <laughs> so I like that. WNBC. I'm going to go stand over here now. So I appreciate you, Mr. Jonathan, bringing that to my attention. I'll definitely send Dave an email this afternoon to figure out what we can do. For example, um, you can use an exit line. This is where having an agenda really helps. So put the emphasis on what it is that you need or want to accomplish, all right? So here are some examples. Uh, if they say, well, you can say, well, I got to get back to work. Or if you're at, like, again, we're in a retail store here. Um, well, I, I want to make sure that everyone's taken care of. I saw Mike just walk in. I'll be right back. You can, you can do that, for example. Um, if the other person initiated the conversation, which is often the case, and they ask for help or advice, uh, you can conclude things by saying, you know, after they give you that well or so, anything else I can help you with, you know, or anything else you needed? You got two people that want to end this conversation. So you're being the gentleman and ending it, right? The yeah. guy's saying, well, he's done. Typically, the other guy doesn't want to end it, and this is why you're stuck. He's that guy. No, yeah. if he's saying, well, Well, it was great done. catching up. I got to run, and this is why you need to have, like, some kind of agenda. I always have, to have go something do. to do. Yeah. I always right. have something to do. I, I'm, I'm going to go hang myself be... in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to get me out of this. I, I, like, this, I like this one. You can, you can compliment. I call it like the complimentary, the complimentary closure. Okay. So, for example, make them feel good. You know, I don't want to monopolize all your time. I, I know you're busy. I have to go over here type I, of thing. I've, I've been on the receiving end of that. Oh, you have? Were you with me just the other day? No? I might have been. Okay. Um, another good strategy is to, is to exit the conversation by introducing that person to somebody else. Now, this, again, would work well here inside the store. Yeah. You know, it's great talking to you, Paul. Hey, there's someone else I'd like you to meet. And you, gotta just, you just kind of pass them pass off. Pass them off. Pass so them it's off. gentlemanly <laughs> to ditch your, your conversation. Hey, just passing it on to somebody you're else. You're helping them out. Maybe you're like, you know what? Hands. This guy also is yeah. kind of annoying. You know They're what? a perfect pair. Yeah. You know, you want to keep talking. I don't. Here's another guy over here that wants to talk all day. I mean, I've seen two people that talk constantly 
cancel each other out before, so oh, yeah. I, I could see how that would work. I know just who you're talking about. Oh, God. All right. I know just uh, who you're talking about. Another, another method is to invite the person. This is more gentlemanly, Mr. Jonathan. This is a nice segue. Nice job, by the way. Uh, to invite the person to do something with you. All right. Um, it allows you to make a possible exit and continue on with what you wanted to do without your conversation partner feeling abandoned. Something so, for like this. example, you say to Dave, listen, uh, he says, well, and I go, all right, listen. I was just going to actually sit here and not talk for half an hour. You want to do that with me? And then, yeah. yeah. Would that work? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, you no, know. I'd say, no, I have something else to do. I'll see you later. I'm going to go in the back room and hang myself. Boom. There you go. Nice shot. So, like, for example, for myself, you know, someone that's kind of in that personal development niche, you know, I'm at a lot of uh, conferences and events and things like that. Uh, maybe there's a speaker I want to meet, you know. Hey, I'm going to go try to meet uh, Mr. Garofalo over here. Do you want to come with me? You know what I mean? Because you're kind of yeah, you're keeping gonna, them, but you're ending the conversation. Yep, our conversation's over. I'm moving on to this. Yeah. Do you want to come with hey, me? Hey, my friend Mike just walked in. You want to come say hi with me? It's another, you know. Uh, if the person declines your invitation, well, you just successfully ended the conversation. If they accept it, you could hook up with some more people who can liven things up, and you can keep after what your original agenda was before you got pulled into that conversation. Which was not talking to that guy. That's next, right. And next thing you know, you've got 30 people around, and you can exit can just walk out. They won't even know you, you were there. Yeah. You I can like compliment. It. I mean, other suggestions here. You can compliment. Hey, I appreciate getting your thoughts on this, Dan. Uh, I'll take care of it as soon as possible. You I've know, lost my train of thought right now. Yeah, pizza just arrived. <laughs> oh, so, boy. Uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Uh, use their name. It adds, a, you know, it adds an element of per, uh, personal warmth and rapport to your strategy. Uh, shaking hands. Very, very key here. You know, listen, you know, well... Well, it, yeah, I appreciate your time. Yeah, you shake your hand. Yeah, shake the hand. It's over. That nice. is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Because if that's usually the end, no matter what. Get up and extend your hand. We're, we're through. I have two conversation stoppers on Facebook that work remarkably well. What do you got? One of them is you click the like button underneath the last person. When you're done talking, you just click like, and it says, yeah, whatever you just said, fine, I agree with, and I'm out. Yeah. Or I learned I, that from you. I delete the entire thread. Oh, you just delete it. Uh, the whole thing. I'm like, all right, I'm done with done. this. Boom, it's gone. Wow. Oh. That will stop it. Yeah, there's no more conversation. It's out of here. You I can like do that? that? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You control the content. And I do it daily. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone. That's it. It's gone. The guy goes to click through the links to try to find the conversation. He can't find it. And hopefully, wow. he loses That's good. That's good. That's good as right. You've got to show me how to do that. Yeah, it's very good. I like very this effective. one. If all else fails, final one. If all else fails, you can always make like writer George Plimpton who always carried around two drinks, all right? And if he found himself stuck in an unwanted conversation, wow. he politely excuse himself by saying, I need to deliver this drink to someone else. Plus, he was an alcoholic anyway, so he was drinking both of them to begin with. Right. So uh, on that note, <laughs> I'm always buying two drinks from now on. I got to go. Gentleman's Way, brought to you by <laughs> Debonair Cigars and Rum. Are you debonair enough? All right. I don't think you made that one up, so I'm going to let that one slide. That was a good one. Thank I'm going to use and, that this and week. And you're going to have to show me how to uh, do it on Facebook to delete a uh, whole conversation. Whole conversation. Speaking of whole conversation, I do want to bring it up. There is a like button on Facebook, and people click like, and they like it. But there is not a dislike button on there. But when Mr. Jonathan says stuff, people actually write dislike, dislike, yeah, dislike, really? dislike. This morning, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. I'm like, look at dislike, dislike, what dislike. You- because he had to go... The yeah. most ugly place ever. He always does. With the uh, kids are ugly. The babies are ugly. Babies are ugly. It's a fact. Babies are ugly. You don't look Why at a baby. Why would you go? And your... Honestly, evaluate the baby on so a, let me on ask a you, you got scale. Up, you got up this morning. Are their faces said, symmetrical? Let, let me stop. No. You 
are so not debonair. Yeah, you got oh up this morning God. and you said, how can I piss people off? Let me get... Let me stir it up. Yeah. Let no, me see what, I, what I can do. I was looking what? through I was looking through my news feed, just kind of seeing what was going on, and I saw a picture of a baby and people were absolutely gushing about this god awful, wrinkly mess. The face is not symmetrical, there's nothing smooth about it, it's all eyes are puffy like it just popped out, and I'm like, That's disgusting. It, it, we're talking to the, baby, the handsomest man in the world The baby over here. is only cute because it's so <laughs> ugly and it can't do anything about it. It's stuck that way and you go, oh, it's cute because I feel bad for it. Not See, for any other reason. You're repulsive and to I begin like, with. I you like are babies. repulsive. I'm a baby guy. You're not a baby guy. I am a baby guy. Any, anyone comes in with a baby and I hold that baby, I've got baby magic. They love me. There it is. But it is magic. Oh, oh, it doesn't mean. Dude, listen, that there, there are ugly babies. There's no question. But there are cute babies out there. You can't say that they're yeah, all the, ugly. I mean, once they get to be like one and their skin smooths no, out a little bit, you can start telling them what they're going to look like. They're all cute. I never met an ugly one yet. They're cute as can be. They're you never had a baby. That's you why. That's probably why. Had a baby. You have it's a true. baby, then it really. Because oh. I used to think that way actually before having my kids. It's different because it's your kid. You can't look no, at your kid No, but now other kids I will look at and be like... If you had an ugly kid, would you go, jeez, my kid's ugly? No, you'd no. be like, oh, so Not beautiful. Not to their face. Because <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be debonair. No, it wouldn't be debonair. Be debonair. <laughs> I would simply say I have to deliver this drink to someone else. <laughs> someone commented on that baby post uh, about uh, you were that, it wasn't, that it wasn't very debonair of me. And I'm like, oh, I like nice. That. Gary Watson said it. It's... Uh, Nice. He listens to the show. Oh, he he, he replied that yeah. wasn't debonair of you? Not very debonair nice. of you, Mr. Johnson. No, Jonathan. it is not. So I, I think this is starting to hook. Yeah. People are understanding debonair is a gentleman way of uh, being, and I think uh, it's working for the folks at debonair. It certainly debonair. is. It certainly is. Smoked one the other day. Said I wasn't going to do it, and I did. You did it. Liked it. Was the oh. short again. We got a mess here. We do. We got a mess on our hands. We got a guy to do this, right? We got a guy to clean up. Yeah, we do. It'll be me. <laughs> It'll be me. <laughs> I'll get the broom. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're we're almost we're two weeks away from uh, the Catalina wine mixer. I can't wait, man. We're gonna rent some helicopters. We're gonna have to do something. It's the three-year anniversary. We got to figure out what to do. We got to do something special for the audience. We got to do something for the people. Uh, we're growing. People are paying attention. There's people listening. Uh, I don't think the content got any better in the show, but oh, people God. like this mess or whatever's going on. But we have to get prepared for a show for next week, and then the following week, the big one. The, the big free, one. The freaking Catalina wine mixer. Uh, next week, um, we're, we've already talked a little about it, Chuck. Um, next week, uh, cigars that make you go poo. I saw, I saw the show notes, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I saw that, and my, my first thought was... You're really going there. Cigar well, accidents. Here's the thing. Cigar There's laxatives. been cigars that I've smoked, and for no reason whatsoever, halfway through the cigar, I got to go in. And I thought it was just me, and it never, for the longest time, it, I didn't equate it to certain cigars. But after you smoke 10 of them, and 10 out of 10 times, you get halfway through the cigar, and you got to go. A little light goes off, and you go, oh. Because I'm a once-a-day guy. I take care of business yeah. in the morning, and that's it. But when you smoke that certain really? cigar in the middle of the day, all of a sudden it's the second time. Oh, that's, a, that's odd. I so usually don't have to go. The only oh, question I have for you is, fact. do we have to smoke the cigar? Because it's, it's not halfway a, through, I'm yeah. going to have to go. It'll be in the middle of the show. 
we don't have to. We can just discuss of, of what it does and why this happens. I don't. Th- I don't look at it a bad way. Oh, I think we should definitely smoke them. Coffee. I love coffee, and it's the. I have a cup of coffee in the morning, and then I go. Yeah. See, coffee doesn't have that effect on me, at all. No, really. Does it? Does it? For most people, I would say it does. It right? does. Yeah, in the morning. Yep. First coffee in the morning. When I used to drink junk coffee. Uh, and I'm not going to mention all the, the chains like Starbucks, but certain coffees have that effect, but it's the chemicals in the, in the coffee. It's not the coffee itself. Well, whatever. Whatever's in it is, is producing something that's happening. Could that be something that's happening in the certain brand of cigars, some sort of process, not a chemical because we know it's all natural tobacco and everything, but some sort of process, those particular cigars. Could we figure out that... A process that happens, these particular three brands that I have in mind, all are doing the same thing because they're all producing the same effect in my body. And they all, they're, So they're made with a certain leaf of a certain plant. Yeah. Could, Chuck, uh, it's the same cigar because Jonathan says, oh, my God. Yeah, the, and it has one an of effect them, on Same you. thing. So that's why I'm saying, we should, well, you guys don't have to smoke one, but I'm kind of curious now. This is an experiment. And since I'm not a debonair guy, I blind tested one of our employees to see if it actually worked and halfway through the cigar he goes I'm going in and I'm like yeah nice. with no band on it didn't know, didn't know the subject matter was going to happen wow. and it's a cigar laxative he did think it was odd I was staring at him for half an hour but yeah waiting for it to happen yeah. does this have anything to do with the picture that you put on uh, the... no okay <laughs> hey speaking of picture did you see our video I did awesome we awesome did, we did what? what is it called the Harlem Shake video so how does how do people go see uh, go to the two guys smoke shop. Get that up on your Nashua blog. page. I'll put it up on the. I'll put it up on the website. Okay. Scarauthority.com. Yeah, because uh, it's on YouTube, right? It is on YouTube, so they would find the it. Filthy Hooligan Shake is what the title is. Oh, it's okay. good. It's good. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty. It's funny. Thirty seconds. Dave's talking to a customer. And no, I'm talking to George Sosa. From, oh, that's Sosa. That's George Sosa from Dirty Hooligan. I would grab the cigars, and we're Filthy Hooligan. Filthy Hooligan. Sorry, you're gonna get sued. Sorry. And uh, we're looking at the cigars, and then craziness happens around us, and this is right inside the humidor behind us. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Look for that. It's anyway. Gold Jerry, as gold they Jerry. say. And uh, also next week we're going to try the, uh, which is not going to be, we don't know if it's a cigar laxative cigar, but we're going to try a new cigar that's not out yet called the Avo Dominant 13. We're going to try that, and uh, as I say, prepare for the freaking Catalina wine mixer. Yeah. Yep. The Cigar Authority's yep. third anniversary, three whole years. Chuck, you've been with us a couple. Yeah, well, pretty well, almost since the beginning. I came on board. Uh, Eight weeks in, nine weeks in. It was July, end of July. So when did you guys officially start? Oh, been, yeah, it was months in then. Yeah, it was months Six in. Six months in. Yeah. Wow. No, it started April 1st. April, May, June, three July. Months. Three months. All right. Yeah. Fair so, enough. Three months. Anyway, we're here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and uh, Jess Levine, the cigar queen, is here, and uh, she's uh, showing all the people her Humo Jaguar. She's got good taste. I'll tell you what. This uh, this cigar here, the, the, how, do, how do you say it? Nesta Miranda, Dano. Dano. 2010. So I'm not sure. Can they still? They, they can't be, buy this. They can't buy it. Can't buy it. Maybe uh, she's, she's got one to hand out to somebody if they're so inclined or if they make uh, the right purchase to do something nice. Um, it's pretty awesome. Back rub. She's going to be here till uh, 6 o'clock anyway, and 
give her a cigar a try and uh, help her out and see what you think. She's here till 6 o'clock. Anyway, so uh, next week, uh, cigars that make you go poo. We'll see what that ends up doing, cigar laxatives. And we have some bathroom humor for you. So it's going to be a mess. See, this One is way good for me to know because now I can kind of uh, for the record, this... think about this gentleman's way and kind of maybe okay. play off None this. of this had anything to do with me. This was all David, so... No one can say that I'm the I'm the one going so into the bathroom. Maybe it's going to be a great show. We'll see how that's going. Uh, so anyway, thanks everybody for joining us. For the guys in the studios, uh, Chuck Morrison uh, by our side, Mr. Jonathan, and uh, Jess Levine, the Cigar Queen. I'm David Garofalo. Thank you everybody for listening this week to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And I know you didn't learn anything else today. Nothing. So just learn. Keep the lid end out of your mouth. Look before you smoke. What, what if you don't want to? Can you can you can you ask your ball it? Ask your I guess ball. you could. Okay. Bye, everybody. Morrison here for Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down, you hear it all the time, but what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me, but you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away in your old lady, too. Desperado Cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado Cigars. Lowest-priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. Try to save some money around here. You hear? Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices.